you're a superwoman. This common phrase is constantly said to mothers as a compliment, but what does it really mean? You're a superwoman because you never say no when asked to do something extra? You're a superwoman because your mental load is significantly heavier than that of your husband's? You're a superwoman because you mother, work, and care for others nonstop? We all have times when we have additional priorities and yeah, maybe being a bit superwoman. However, what happens when we're trying to sustain this go, go, go in every aspect of our life and continue to stretch yourself thinner and thinner? In this episode, sophrologist and stress management expert Dominique Antiglio and I discuss the impacts of the superwoman standard women are expected to maintain. Sophrology is a dynamic form of meditation and Dominique is the world's leading expert. She's also a best-selling author and founder of BeSofro, a global sophrology platform. She specializes in, yes, stress management, as well as anxiety reduction and burnout prevention. Her best-selling book, The Life-Changing Power of Sophrology, was the first widely published book on sophrology in English and is now the leading authority on the subject. Her background in osteopathy and her passion for the mind-body connection deepens her understanding of sophrology and how to best use it to support people through challenging times. It remains her mission to spread the word about how the practice can benefit the world, and her work regularly features in the likes of The Guardian, Times, Daily Telegraph, Independent, BBC, Harper's Bazaar, Elle, Cosmopolitan, and more. It was wonderful talking to Dominique and learning about the practice of what is sophrology and how can we incorporate that into our lives. I can't wait to share it with you, so let's get to the episode. Welcome to the Unstoppable Moms Health and Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Breen, and here we bring busy mamas like you seriously effective tips for balancing a healthy lifestyle with real-life chaos. The chaos of raising tiny humans while still trying to have those magical moments to yourself. Not to mention your partner, your job, your social life, and all the things. If you're looking for the how-to for creating a healthy lifestyle for your family, actionable tips for losing weight in a healthy way, aka no diets and no sketchy pills that just make you run to the bathroom, and finding wellness without the overwhelm, welcome mama, you are in the right place. Hey there, Dominique. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I am so excited to have you as a guest. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure, Caroline. Thank you for inviting me. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here today with you. We're talking about something that it's something that's really new for me. I, I learned about it when I came across you, actually. I had never heard about it before. And it's sophrology. Can you tell everyone, first of all, who you are, what you do, and then I would love to know, what is sophrology? Okay, with pleasure. So my name is Dominique Antiglio. I'm originally from Switzerland and I live, I'm London-based since 10 years. And um, my job is to be a sophrologist. And sophrology, in essence, is a practice for mind and body. Um, that you can do on the go uh, or at home, sitting, standing, lying down, and combines relaxation with breathing, with some movement, if you want, and visualization. So essentially, you are guided to a combination of 
practices and exercises uh, to help you find your center, to help you if you experience stress, uh, to help you perhaps um, ground more into uh, the awareness of your body so that you can be more connected to yourself and also to um, prepare for important events. Uh, let's say you have a competition or you have an exam coming or an interview that you want to succeed and, and show, in, show your best self or perform. Um, then you will use these sets of exercise to help you prepare. So it's both a well-being practice for people who are just wanting to increase their well-being, as well as uh, a practice for self-development. For example, people use it to increase their level of confidence or, um, as I said, to improve their sleep or to um, work around anxiety, for example. And I just want to add that this practice is a very popular practice in European countries like France, Switzerland, Belgium, and Italy, uh, sorry, Spain, where it's actually born. And um, it's, it's um, the creation of a neuropsychiatrist back in the 60s. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it started in the medical world, effectively, to help people with mental health to uh, improve their daily life, the quality of their daily life. And from the 60s, mid-60s, it started to spread through um, different audiences, um, notably among sports people in Switzerland, uh, to uh, prepare for a big competition. Um, in France, very much around the birth preparation aspect of um, for women and, and couples. Um, and now it's kind of a bit everywhere, like in the corporate world, um, in the hospital world, um, and both for, as I said, self-development and, and helping people with specific issues they might encounter uh, alongside medical treatment. Of course, we're not here to replace any medical treatment. We are an alternative uh, medicine in a way or complementary medicine that you can use alongside uh, what your doctor might prescribe you, for example, or any medical advice you're receiving, yeah? I see. And it seems like sophrology is very wide-reaching. It can be applied in all of these different settings, all of these different aspects of your life. So I'm curious to know if you wouldn't mind sharing, how did you first come across and learn about sophrology and and how did it become such a big centerpiece of your life? Yeah, so I it's back when I was 15 year old. Um, I was um, at school in Switzerland. I was practicing a lot of basketball in my free time. Um, and uh, I was kind of a really energetic uh, 15 year old. Um, and uh, suddenly my body started to feel very tired. Um, for no apparent reason, I started to have fainting episodes. So I would be on the way to school and suddenly uh, faint or at the hairdresser and just faint, you know, for no apparent reason. And also I had these little infection here and there in my body, taking antibiotics and then not, and, and then the next one would come at like a bit of this chronic state of fatigue and uh, low immune system. So, of course, I went to see my doctor and uh, they did all sorts of tests 
um, to try to to pinpoint towards the diagnosis, but they never really managed to find anything. So uh, after many months of following me and seeing me in that state, they decided to send me to a sophrologist and I had never heard of a sophrologist at the time, although this was quite popular already, but I, I, I think my family background perhaps was not very you know, versed into the alternative medicine. So, but I decided to give it a go because I think I was so desperate to feel better, to understand what was going, what was wrong with me. Yeah. Um, so I met this amazing sophrologist who, who became my mentor for many, many years after that. And I'm still, um, I'm still in contact with now she's more than 80 and she's still an, this amazing um, person that, uh, has been a mentor for me and um, she listened to my story and she said you know I don't know exactly what is happening with you but I think that sometimes the body just expresses um, stresses that we have in our mind and um, or in our emotional world and perhaps we're not aware of it but the so she, basically she introduced me to the concept of the mind-body connection, that what we experience in our life, in our emotion, in our daily life has an impact on our body. And uh, sometimes we just don't realize it. Yeah. So I started to practice what she recommended, those exercises I was mentioning earlier, which combine relaxation, breathing, visualization and movement for just 10 minutes a day. And she showed these exercises, recorded them on a tape, gave it to me and said, come back next week and make sure you practice every day, which I did because I think I was, I was intrigued. Yeah, I was intrigued. I didn't know anything about this world of listening to your sensation or listening to your breath or making sense of a situation by going inside you. I had no idea you could do that. Yeah. And I, I started and after five weeks, I was literally a different person. Like my health was back to normal, no more fainting. My energy was back. My parents couldn't believe it. Like they said, oh, you're just so a different person. Yeah, so much more energetic and happy. And I think that, you know, it opened a whole world of possibility for me. Um, understanding that, yes, I had pressured, uh, pressures around me uh, that I hadn't dealt with properly, um, that, you know, I had no concept of how to deal with your own emotion. And I had to learn these, um, these, these tools, you know, to, to just be um, comfortable in, with myself and with the world around me. So sophrology accompanied me on that journey to create more awareness about myself and and to to find a solution by going within rather than trying to you know to somatize everything in your body yeah and um, that was the beginning for me and um, and then I, I really became passionate so I was lucky to train with the founder of sophrology I'm also an osteopath, uh, so um, you know I, I really combine that knowledge of the mind and the body together to help people along their journey and and to empower them in their in their awareness and 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 what that basically we have everything inside ourselves to deal with what's presented to us, but sometimes we just don't know where to start, how to do it. And especially in this modern world where everything goes so fast, 
um, I feel sophology is very well suited for the modern world because it's efficient. It's it's sh relatively short. You know, you you don't need a lot of time, and uh, it's um, very and it's been such a helpful practice for me. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I know that was a, a personal question there, but it's it's obviously been quite literally life-changing for you, finding serology and making it part of your life. And, you know, I just want to ask you, because you did mention sophrology and this fast-paced world that we're living in, and I know that you're a mother as well, and you have been practicing sophrology since you were 15, and you have a lot of experience dealing with a lot of different people in a lot of different aspects of their life. But bringing it back to moms and kind of focusing on moms, moms in particular, we're carrying a huge mental load in addition to, you know, our normal, our everyday life stresses. And we often describe a woman who manages to do all of the things as like a superwoman with my air quotes here for those of you who can't see, I'm using air quotes, superwoman. And it's almost like society praises women because we handle more stress. But I'd love to know your insight on the term of describing women as superwomen. Ooh, that's a, you know, it's a big subject. And I, I, my, my gut response to superwoman is make it, it scares me a little bit. Yeah, it scares me because I think if you're trying to be a superwoman, that means you're in many ways you're pushing the the woman you are, yeah, to to another level of performance or, or another level of stress or another level of managing thing. And to me, if it's if it's done on on a short term basis for a little while, I think we can all cope with a certain an increased level of stress and demand for a little time because we are we we are geared to do that for a short amount of time. But if that becomes a pattern that you do in your daily life all the time, and you're asking yourself to perform to a, a level that your physiology is not able to sustain that's where you're going to start to feel demotivated, perhaps, where you're going to start to um, feel extremely tired all the time, where you're going to start to be a bit foggy, you know, in uh, lack clarity, and perhaps also lose the joy, like the joy of life. And I think for me, like, we all have a definition of what a happy life is. And and to me, it's, it's finding it's finding joy in 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 my daily life as a mother um as a, as a as a woman as a wife as a practitioner um and i think if we we always into that superwoman mode i i don't see where we can really enjoy except feeling in control but does does this control is real control you know is that a real control because i think it all goes back to that definition of success you know to you have to decide what is success for you as a woman, as a mother, as a human being. And I think if you can define that, then I think it becomes a little bit clearer how you can achieve that. But I think the model of success that is often portrayed in these modern days is a woman that actually um, has is on top of everything and that makes her happy, yeah? 
but I, I've rarely, I've, I've, I think it's an unsustainable model of functioning. And I've seen so many women following that path and breaking down. So that's why this scares me because I don't think this is the right model for, for women or men as well in, in society. I really appreciate that insight there. I, I love how, you know, you were just saying like, you're pushing the woman you are to another level. And then, you know, in a way you can kind of, you lose yourself in there. You lose who you are trying to do everything and trying to meet this level of success that you actually didn't define. So defining success for yourself and understanding what is that and what does that mean to you? That is that's so important. So what can we do when we feel like we can't stop being superwoman, even if we understand, okay, all of these things that I'm doing, this level of success that I'm working towards, it's not what's important to me. I need to redefine my level of success. I need to focus on the things that bring me joy. But what can we do when we feel like there's almost like a a roadblock or like a brick wall and we just, we can't break that superwoman mentality and we feel like we can't stop doing all of these things, especially when they're for other people, because we feel like we have to meet everyone's needs or everything will fall apart if we don't step in and serve as that person who does all the things, who is superwoman. Yeah, I think it's it's what what we most, um, we all find ourselves at some point in that situation, you know, when, when you're about to try to change a way of doing things or being, it is quite difficult because you, you know, I, I always think that we do things for a good reason, yeah? There's always a benefit in what in what we're gonna do, even if it's maybe not fully aligned with who we are deeply, I think we do things because probably on certain level it's 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 a win for us, yeah. So I think it's about thinking what what is this win? What do I get from that I like from the way I behave, and how can I get that same uh, if I really like it? How can I have the same benefits? but perhaps including other aspects that are also important to me so that I don't that I don't burn out and so i think it's yeah it's definitely a process i think it's it does start with acknowledging where we are and that things can't change overnight and that it's okay to be on a journey that it's okay to be the person you are at this point in time and there's you know, that's that's society and everything that we do is probably also something we learn from such an early age, the way our parents have guided you through this world, the way school has shaped us, the way uh, beliefs in our family or in society um, have have impacted us. So I think it's, you know, it's a very multidimensional uh, impact that we have to kind of uh, let go and that can't happen overnight um, and we just have to start by becoming aware of it and we starting to reflect a little bit about you know where we stand and and where do we go 
And then it's about doing small steps and and being brave. Like if usually you you push yourself 125%, um, could you do 5% less, less next week? Could you choose one task or ask a bit more help on one aspect in your life and, and try and see that actually if you do that, the whole world is not going to crumble, yeah? <laughs> that you are actually safe um, and that um, by choosing to change a little bit or... Uh, deciding to put in your diary a five-minute sophrology break along the way, for example, or a 10-minute listening to music or a, a phone call to your best friend. Actually, this is part of perhaps the self-care and the space that we start to need to create in our daily life so we can start to devote a little bit of energy into into transforming ourselves to a, a, a different state. And it doesn't need to happen overnight and it can't happen overnight because it's a certain type of balance as well. And um, it's, it has to be respected and, and carefully, uh, carefully changed, yeah? But it's better to change it before you reach burnout uh, than being forced to actually change it because like in my story, like I was literally emotionally burnt out and suddenly I had to stop playing basketball, which I loved. And I had to go through all these therapy stuff and which was all beneficial. And I'm so grateful uh, in, in uh, hindsight. But in the moment, this feels like, you know, oh, I'm a failure. I can't train anymore. I can't give this. I can't do that. And it's it's painful so maybe we can anticipate a little bit and and start to do something in our daily life or create a little bit more space for for that part of transforming our, our belief and our relationships and what we need yeah find what we need i think it's very powerful how you used the word brave how you need to just be brave because we often don't think that when we're trying to prioritize ourselves or prioritize our stress, we don't see it as being brave. We see it as kind of secondary, as not a necessity, even though it is, it is a necessity because it will definitely catch up with you and you know, all everything going on in your life and trying to do 120% day after day after day will completely burn you out. In your practice of working with clients and, um, and, and working with so many different people, I'm curious to know, do you often find people find like who they are or really get more in touch with themselves when you're working with them or as they progress through these practices? Yeah, I think this is actually the main aim of the practice of sophology. And I think as soon as you close your eyes and you start to move mindfully and listen to your breath and start to perhaps be guided to recognize positive sensations in your body or picture a happy image of you having succeeded your exams or having succeeded in your business, for example, and you start to do these regular short inputs of, of practices, um, 
that that just happens you know you start to actually be more connected your level of stress decreases your nervous system starts to um, you know be a little bit more balanced because you're using relaxation technique on a regular basis and then all the, the, the more dynamic aspect of sophology is really designed to help you connect more with yourself and the journey is actually different for everyone so the exercise and the progression are pretty similar for everyone in the method in some way but along the way you you know you some people will start to connect more through visualization some people will connect through movement some people will uh, connect to breathing um you know and and i think slowly slowly you you realize these people come back with new ideas reflections um you know questions uh, new questions and 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 the past just create itself from the practice and 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 the more they practice the more they refine that that connection with themselves and the clearer they become about you know me i i i then discovered okay i i have an issue with my emotions i I keep them inside. I and and my therapist never said that to me. Yeah, it's by practicing that I realize myself. Oh, I'm holding all these tensions inside my body. But and the next time, oh, that tension. There's actually an emotion there as well. And and then you know, it's it's almost like your body teaches you. Your the experience you do during the practice starts to teach you. And. Um, you know, you're, you're your best teacher, like no, no therapist can really get into your mind or your heart and tell you how you feel or how you should feel. I think, you know, it can only give you a tool and you can discover by yourself. And uh, that's the safest way, in my opinion, to go, because at least, um, you know, you're gonna not going to be convinced into something. Yeah, you're going to feel and see it for yourself, which um, which is very empowering. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, I I 100% agree with that. In what I do as a health coach, that touches similarly on that in believing that the person that I'm talking to is the expert in themselves. They know themselves best, even if we're going to go on a journey of learning about themselves and learning, you know, what they like, what they don't like, what will work for their life, what's important to them, what are their values. But I can see a little bit of similarity there in the two practices of really understanding from within and connecting to yourself is is where the real power comes from. So Dominique, thank you so much for being on the show today. This was so enlightening. I have never really learned much about sophrology. So having a, having this eye-opening conversation, I, I, I've really enjoyed this today. And I would love if you could share where can people find you and connect with you online? Yes. So people can uh, connect and discover sophrology on B, iPhone, sophro, so S-O-P-H-R-O dot com. And uh, you can find, you know, uh, my book there and you can find uh, recordings uh, that you can try sophology, little video that can introduce you to the practice um, and discover more there. Yeah. 
Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dominique. And of course, all of those links that she mentioned will be in the show notes. So you can click on those to find them and connect with Dominique easily. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Love that episode and can't wait for more? Hit the subscribe button so you never miss a show. There's new episodes every Tuesday, but in the meantime, why not come on over and say hey on social? You can find me on the gram, and I say the gram because, you know, I'm a cool mom. You can find me on the gram at Unstoppable Moms Fitness. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.